my name is Summer Quinn, and this is my podcast for the course of SAL 640 Assignment 2. Um, my assignment overview topic that I have picked for this discussion is organizational power. To start this off, I wanted to tell you what is organizational power. Organizational power is the ability that you have to influence the behavior of another stakeholder in your organization. Your power is measured measured by the extent that you can use your influence to get the stakeholder to do something that he or she would otherwise prefer not to do. So now knowing what organizational power is, is now defining what is power. And power is the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or quality. And with knowing what organizational power is and then knowing and also knowing what power is, is a great way to know and understand the difference, but also knowing how they come together. So when you think of organizational, you think of someone who's very organized and have everything they they have everything together and then power is depending on their position on what they have over others During my research of organizational power and then also just power, I came across that there are five sources of power, and I think knowing these help break down the knowledge of what kind of power you may use or which might be better depending on the company or person you were handling with. And those five sources of power that I find, um, the first one is legitimate power, which often increases a higher manager with rising with an organizational hierarchy there's coercive power is based in fear um and this is based on a person through a position and how they kind of like put the hammer down on their people then there is reward power which comes from a manager's ability to give rewards so like you know if you have like employee of the month they sometimes get gift cards that would be reward power because your higher authority is rewarding you for something that you've done uh expert power is usually earned is when a person possesses expertise or abilities that others value and that person gains an influence so it's kind of i think on this one when i read it i thought of like influencers they have a power over people of like oh if you drink a bang and because you watch that person they're more likely to do it so it's kind of like someone looking up to you because you do it this way they're also going to want to do it this way. Um, and then a referent power is charms. It also goes by the charismatic power. Um, it's maintained that everyone possesses some referent of power. And this may be debatable, but it's fair to say that it qualifies that it, qualifies that it attracts, entertains, and rivets some people. Or may leave others kind of cold. Um, when I came across this, I thought it was very important to understand because organization power is one thing but when you have power 
it's how you got that power. You may be one of the five that you did something that got you to that, or it may just be on a different course. So after finding my beginning research, I decided to go look into our lecture and what we we covered power in our lecture and the way that Professor Mullins put it is that power is one of the most widespread yet more problematic concepts in academic literature. literature. Um, it's the most commonly accepted conceptualization suggests that power is ability to get someone to do something they would not have otherwise. Um, I fully agree with this because if your coworker tells you to do something compared to what your boss tells you what to do is a very decent, very different concept and you're more than likely to do what your boss says rather than what your coworker says. Um, and also going back to the lecture, we also had the you know, the five sources I mentioned before, but these that are in our lecture, the French and Ravens, five part typology. Um, this one is defined as legitimate power is the same as authority. Reward power is created from one person's control of another person's rewards. Coercive power is the ability that one person has to punish another. And referent power is based on an individual's charism and another person's identification for, with his quality. And five is expert power occurs because of a personal special knowledge or skill. Um, I think if I had to define myself in one of these... If I were to relate power to myself, um, I could compare that to my summer job of whenever um, I work at Field Turf. I'm an operator, therefore I'm in charge of like others. Um, my source of powers, I think, would be the referent power or the expert power just because I was able to get that job based on how I did the my job prior. Um, so I just wanted to throw in a little like example of like a personal example that I have for myself. And then um, next in our lecture was the organizational sources of power, which we talked about. The power occurs to organizational subunits as a result of the way in which sport organization is designed and how organization is based on these sources of power is the acquisition and control of resources, the ability to cope with uncertainty, centrality, non-substitutionability, and control over the decision-making process. Um, that last one I think is very important is that when you are a higher power in a company or like your workforce that you have to be able to make decisions on the spot very quickly. So if you're not familiar with the decision-making process and how you should on-go that, then it can really be crucial to your higher position because everyone relates on you to make those decisions. So I think it's very important that you're quick on your feet.
So putting organizational power in perspective is that power is a universal constant and is needed to run most functions and organizations. While organizations, while organizational power can keep an organiz- organization in check and even spur it into growth and fame, it equally is effective in destroying the organization as well. Meaning that, like having power is a good thing, but at times if you use your power to a disadvantage, it can cause you to run things in the ground, like hurting your employees or the people you work for, losing business, etc., etc. Organizational power is consequently seen as a management resource, much like information and technical expertise, which are management resources in their own right. Um, reading this just shows that organizational power is very good to have, but it's just depending on the person. Through the lecture and what I've researched and read about is that you have to have the right person as your head who has a good mind and quick decision making, who separates their work and what they do to also um, on how they run things. of organizational power for assignment two. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed.